Welcome to Gone Off on a Tangent, episode four, with myself, Adam Stocks, and I'm not giving intros this week because our first subject has got me that riled up. So I'm joined, as always, by Dan Taylor. Good evening, chaps. And Carl Stubbs. I'm, I'm, I'm now angry about the fact that you haven't taken the piss out of me, but good evening. <laughs> it's rarity you don't get the piss taken out of you, to be fair. I thought you'd just enjoy a little break from it. No, I, I get worried when people are nice to me. For comedy intro fans, if you can call it comedy, that will be back next week. But this first subject's got me going. So let's just let's just dive in with VAR. Now, it's a massive subject. It's, it sparked it onto being our first topic purely because the Premier League are being asked to submit their improvements to VAR. Changes will be implemented from next season. Penalties, red cards are among the feedback that's been requested. It is a significant admission that flaws exist. It's also off the back of what I'm sure all listeners have seen on BT Sport this week, which was the debacle that was the Haaland goal, which just went round the world. So we're going to dive into this first topic, which is VAR. So let's lob... Actually, let's just take a breath. Let's all just take a breath before we dive in. Let's just breathe and be nice and calm before we talk about the thing that's ruining our game. So... Who wants to go first? I would like to go second, please. Right, so DT, firstly, what's your opinion on the Premier League being asked to give their opinions? Well, I think it's a, it's a glaring admission that they obviously feel that there are inaccuracies and flaws in the system and it's becoming more and more regular that we are having these conversations and... These breaks in play, these delayed decisions, these change of changing of rules, the everything that's going along with VAR, not one person has got anything positive to say about it. It is literally ruining. It's ruining our game. Well, I haven't seen any. I haven't heard any. I don't know anyone that likes it. I don't, I don't, honestly, I, I'm at the end of it and we're tethered with it. I just, I don't understand. It just. Uh, I'm, I'm just that Dortmund thing, mate. That 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 Dortmund. Well, for a start, actually, the the Foden, the Foden, the tackle on Foden that was, wasn't given as a pen um, in the Southampton Man City game was just absolutely outrageous. So it's there to it's there to change clear and obvious error. Well, hello, like it's probably one of the most clear fouls I've ever seen in my life. And not only that, for that to then be followed up with the, like you say, debacle in the in the Dortmund game, seven minutes that was ongoing. It's true, so, and you can you, if you watch that from from the begin from beginning to end, you think, Christ, is this really what we've come to? Is this is what it's come to. It's just to pick up on that. You make a brilliant point because that Foden was uh, decision was genuinely shocking. We really need to actually talk about this now because it's this is bad, and then. Like you say, got eclipsed by the Haaland, the Haaland goal in the Dortmund game, and you just think, well, I've really had enough now. Like I'd had enough of the Foden thing, but I've really had enough now. You say Haaland goal, it wasn't just a goal; it was a series of farcical events. So let's yeah. just—I'll just quickly run it down for anyone that hasn't seen it, which I'll be amazed. I'll be amazed if I haven't seen it. So Haaland scores. Haaland has the goal disallowed. VAR gives penalty from previous phase of play. Haaland misses it. 
Vardaman's a retake. Haaland scores his second attempt. Haaland is then booked for his celebration. All in seven minutes, as Dan says, against Sevilla. I mean, it's the most ab absurd thing I've ever seen in a football match, and I've been watching it all my life, and I'm 33. Ridiculous. Right, now it's my go, and I'm going to get on, on to what really pisses me off. And it is the goalkeeper situation, seeing as we've just brought it up. Like, what the fuck is going on with that rule? Like, has, has anybody ever played in goal that's making these fucking rules up? Seriously. Like, you try, you stand in your living room and try diving without moving your foot forward. It is impossible. And then you're not allowed to start behind your line. You've got to stand on your line and then move across your line like it's some kind of fucking balancing act. It's ridiculous. It is infuriating. If someone has played in goal for all of my life, apart from a few like slide appearances where I've just scored goal of the season and that, but most of the time I play in goal. That I've done it up my whole life. It is impossible to do what they're asking you to do. The ball's travelling at seventy mile an hour. For God's sake, it's hard enough as it is, isn't it? Let's be honest. It's hard oh. enough as it is as a goalkeeper. And the the, the the uh, percentage pretty much lies, a probability pretty much lies with the striker or whoever's taken it, done it. And they're still, and, and obviously the the attacker is also doing his stuttered run-ups. Have something in contact with the line at all times, as in like from when the um, from when the player's running up to when you're diving, you've got to have something in in touch with the line. I believe is the rule. Right, absolutely, fucking so madness. The protocol does not allow for tolerance levels. So if the goalkeeper saves a penalty and his foot is over the line, the VAR will advise it to be retaken. If the goalkeeper is off his line and the ball hits the post or goes over, it won't be retaken unless the keeper has a material impact on the kick being missed. It's exactly what you said, Stubbs. It's an absolute nonsense. It's an absolute nonsense. And the, the, the only tweak to the attacker was he couldn't stop. And I'm pretty sure I've seen him stop, stop their run and then carry it on again. Well, look at the likes of Pogba, who literally, like, I know he hasn't taken a penalty for a while, but Christ, he literally just walks, like, I've never seen a run-up as slow in all my life. Like, that's perfectly acceptable. Uh, you've got that going on, but as a keeper, you're expected to just stand there and then make sure that you're always having something in touch with a white line whilst you're trying to save a ball that's coming at you at 70 mile an hour. Oh, do me a favour. They don't stand the chance, goalkeepers, do they? Let's, I mean, I... We're all for goals and that in the game, but it's got to be fair. And it's just uh, it's just ridiculous. I mean, your famous rank me off could have been like completely wiped out the game. And I've had one foot behind the line and the other foot in the strip club. I'm not going to lie to you. That's, that's <laughs> where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and my body's getting stopped by the bouncer because I've had so many already. Um, just just <laughs> where, where I'm at with VAR, I honestly feel it's terrible refs making terrible decisions because of laws that are genuinely terrible. Then they go to another terrible ref who makes another terrible decision after looking at it on a screen like a thousand times. Even then, you can only get involved if the terrible decision is terrible enough to be overturned. If it doesn't look wrong enough, he won't get anything. Clear and obvious. I just, everything about it doesn't work. It's, it's, it's ceased to be a thing. It's just absurd and it's just ruining the game and it's just, I know this just to, to the listener, this is just going to sound like a rant, but it's a rant because I just, I love, I love football. I love my football club and I am sick of getting bent over. So before the game, I literally have five minutes to myself with a coffee, thinking to myself, I wonder how I'm getting screwed over today. 
And I and I have never felt that about a referee before a game. I've never thought, oh, I wonder how the refs going to screw us today. It's always after the fact. Now it's before it. I'm wondering how I'm going to get screwed over and how my striker is not going to get a goal because his armpit is in the wrong place or he's pointing where he wants the chuffing ball that every player's done since they're a child. Utterly, utterly ridiculous. Rant over. Do you feel better now? No, I feel terrible still. It's honestly, it's got my blood boiling. It's got my piss boiling. I just, it's the reason, it's the reason we're doing this is the first topic because it just, I've had enough. And we, we, we all spoke uh, via WhatsApp after the, the Foden. And then we all spoke again after Harland. And every single one of us, we were sending voice messages to, to each other like they were going out of fashion because we were all just apoplectic. And it got to the point where we all just said, right, let's just talk about this on the podcast. That's why we've got a podcast. We're three fans that go all over the country watching our team. How is it affecting us as football fans who pay our money? Well, it's just like the emotion that we fell in love with of that split second that you get after a goal is now at the top level, at least, being taken away. And there's no, there's no in between. There's no, oh, actually, yeah, you did get to celebrate that because they literally are checking everything. I, I just... I, I, and I don't get how I, I I totally understand people that I know who have stopped watching. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's great. Live sport has continued through lockdown because you know it's been it's kept a lot of people sane. But I think the longer it's gone on, the more people have really realised how much how much they miss being in the stands. But actually, they're really anxious about going back into the stands because of the shit that they're going to get dealt by what VAR has become in our absence as far. I mean, can you imagine being in that stadium for the Haaland incident? Like, can you imagine stood, like, everyone would be literally looking at everybody going, anyone what know? the fuck is going on? Anyone know what's anyone going got on? A, anyone, anyone got a clue what the fuck is going on? Chuck it in the fucking bin. Football's turned into a TV show, which I have a massive problem with. And, it, and they're just looking for narratives. And all this is, is VAR is, is the dirty den. VAR is the guy who's put someone under their patio in the back garden. VAR is a narrative. VAR is something we can talk about. That isn't why I watch football. I watch it for goals and entertainment and thrills. I don't watch it for the... I just don't... It's not a TV show. Football is not a TV show. So, I mean, it's got to the point now where I don't want it reforming. So, I don't, I don't want reform. I don't, I, because that the, the moment of joy... I don't want removing. Yes, there's a chance it gets removed anyway by the lino, but that's all part of the spirit of the game and, and then laws don't change. So if, if we if we just wheel this back, right, to, to when it first was muted and when it was first discussed, it, th there was two things that I took note of at the time. One thing was a lot of people didn't want it within the game because it couldn't be used on Acme Marshes and Sunday League and all that sort of stuff. And it couldn't be used at like the level you boys play at in League One and that we were at last year. It couldn't be used. They didn't want it yet they pressed ahead with it anyway. And secondly, they didn't want it because they didn't want the stop-start nature that other sports, because of the way they're set up, it allows. So I don't know how you can possibly reform it. I genuinely don't, which is what it wheels back to the initial Premier League thing. How, how do you reform it? By putting it in the fucking bin and forgetting it ever fucking graced our screens. I know I've spoke a lot, but I just, I just want to say that in my humble opinion, where it went wrong was where it didn't follow other sports. So, you know, all of NFL, 
and and they go they call it going back to New York. So there's a guy in a studio similar to here where he'll look at stuff and then send the decision back to the referee. In rugby league, they pass it over to the video ref. He has a look at it and then he sends a decision back. You boys are massive cricket fans. They either stick with the on-field decision or they play around with it. Because it's football, they're obsessed with the referee having full control at all times. It's nonsense going to look at the screen. It's not a bollocks. He, he's going to change. He's been told that because he's made he's made a rick and he's going to go and change his mind. He very is working this happened once, change his mind. So this idea that they can't just the referee can't go. You know what? I'm not sure what's happened there. I'm going to send it upstairs. Let him make the decision. Tell the players and the captains around me that it's, it's been looked at on a screen, and let, let, let them look at it, make the decision, and send it back down again. They're obsessed with keeping it with the referee. But that's the nucleus of the issue with it. The referee can't. can't they brought it in to help them. They brought it in to help them make. Clear the clear and obvious errors, get them corrected. Is when Watford played Leicester in the playoff semi-finals. Leicester get a penalty, which was actually never a penalty in the first place. And yes, VAR might have actually gone back and said that's not a penalty. So what actually well, came on? To Stubbs's point, so, just, sorry, just to cut across yet. To Stubbs's point, what if they brought it back for the goal yeah. and off his line when Dean yeah, was well, off the pitch? Precisely. So then you've got that that moment, and actually, karma in football is 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 a beautiful thing but the the fact that that was given knockout was the one who dived he got up and took the penalty missed it missed the rebound and then Watford not only would that penalty have sent Leicester to Wembley but then Watford go up the other end to score the goal that then in fact sends them to Wembley and it's honestly the just and the the, the raw emotion the um adrenaline that is you know, and even just as a football fan, you don't have to even support either of the two teams. It was incredible it was just moment. an incredible sporting moment. Incredible. But you, you're telling me that that could have happened and then actually lads, Al Nunez came off his line. So Knockhart, who actually, because this is where, this is what fucks me off as well, is that all these passages of play, this happened in this passage of play, like the Haaland thing. Oh, well, the penalty was given for a previous passage of play. So that's like saying, oh, well, uh, Al Nunez came off his line. Uh, at the penalty, but then are they going to go back further to see that knockout knockout dived in the previous passage of play? Like, I'm just so happy that 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 VAR wasn't around when those moments happened. I, I, but the thing is, we're never going to know whether or not these moments are going to be like stand out again because at the minute, no one's celebrating goals. Everyone's just like, oh, well, Render. the ball's in the net, but but actually, we might not we might not get there. Uh, right, okay, topic, let's move on to topic two. That's part of our, that's enough of our, let's move on to topic two for this week. Um, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 oh. no, 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 no. We're not oh. done yet, mate. We are not done yet. Get the boys in, get the boys in. I've got some lads, they're going to give us a call. They've got, they want to chat about VAR. They're, we're not finished with it yet. Right. They're as pissed off as we are. Get them in. It's a phone in. Get them in. Who's Come on, Savage? get them in. Who's Robbie Savage and who's Chris Sutton? Let's do, let's do it. Let's 606 it. Let's get some, let's get some contributors. Let's go. <phone rings> Call number one, which is Joe. What are you going to say about VAR, Joe? Yeah, basically for me, I wasn't a fan of bringing VAR into the game in the first place. But then I thought, to be fair, if it could be introduced into the game to improve officiating and it didn't disrupt the game too much, but it may change my opinion. But especially lately as well, it's just been a bit of a disaster, hasn't it? So every decision has been overanalyzed by three blokes in watching a TV in Stockley Park or wherever it is. And they're taking minutes to make and basically disrupting the flow of the game too much. So 
same with goals as well. Players don't have to celebrate a goal anymore in case an armpit is offside or it's just it's just become a bit of a bit of a joke, to be honest. The officials or the laws that are in place? I think a bit of both. I think for officials, it hasn't the way they've had to go about things, they don't take any they don't take any decision, if you like. So they are they don't take any ownership for it, if you like. So they're relying on some, like I say, three blokes in Stockley Park who are literally miles away from the game, not there in the flow of the game. Does it spoil your fun? Of, um, see, we're all watching it on telly, but does it spoil your fun as a spectator? It does for me. To be honest, I'm a Liverpool fan anyway. So, oh, uh, armchair yeah, Liverpool fan. Yeah, very much an armchair, definitely. But still, you jump around your living room, you'd have to be on a terrace to jump around. You're still jumping around thinking you've won the game. And the same with players. Players don't know if to celebrate a goal anymore. It's no. being overanalyzed. It's, ta- it's taken the the emotion out of the game that we that we love, in it. And at the end of the day, that's you know that that's why there's been such uproar because you know the, the longer that goes on, the more and people are like genuinely people I've known for my whole life who who have played and watched football for for their entire adult life. It, it, you know, growing up as a kid into adult life, they've stopped watching football because of it. And it's like. What if people if that's if it's having that effect on people, then surely something needs to be done. Like, ah, oh, it's just it's mental. It's getting really bad as well at the minute. Would you want to reform it, Joe, or would you want to bin it off? Like I said earlier, I think I was never a fan of it in the first place, but if it could be implemented into the game with little disruption and decisions, because decisions are still subjective at the end of the day. So mm. decisions are being made, it's not hundred percent like clarity on every decision so for me I, I would bin it until they modify it in a way where it is going to perform better my point with that is you probably like football like every single game is different there is never a carbon copy of like there's no like there's, for all football games are different there's never anything happens the same like every, there's always something slightly different in everything so how do you lay out a set of laws that implement that, that can be reviewed a million and one times by a computer screen when the next game, that the same thing, a very similar thing could happen, but you could have a completely different outcome. You take At the end of the day, that was the beauty of having a, refer, a referee there. It was an opinion. This VAR has taken opinion out of the game altogether. It's a black mm. and white rule that tries to generalise a passage of play. It's impossible. Which is why you're seeing so many inconsistencies, which is driving fans mental. My, my issue with reform, and, and I'm very much for you, Joan, I'm, I'm very much, let's just bin it, because when I, when, I, when I try and think of the reform aspect and say, right, take it away, play around with it, and let's bring it back. The, the moment I have the concern with is when that goal goes in, just before you jump around a clue you have a little glance to the lino, and if his flag's down, you go crazy. That's what you do, just what you do. Or you go crazy, you go, oh, shit, the lino. And then you sit down and you're pissed off. This this is like four minutes of that horrible feeling of, mm. oh, is it going to be? And, and UEFA, and I saw this last week, said, yeah, but it's it's like a second celebration. Isn't it great? No, it's not. No, no it's not. not. No, it might be for you because you've got it right in your eyes, but it's just cleaning out all the fun. And, and, and I've said this before in, to the lads, and it's my biggest concern is 
as I, as I do go to the stand, I go to the games, is that being ripped away from me. And I don't want that. I've never experienced it because it's the first time my club's been in the Premier League uh, in years. And it, I'm, I'm going to experience that next year. And I am absolutely terrified of it as a spectator and as a fan. It's going to be, the moment's going to be ripped away from me. It's bad enough sat on your sofa. Yeah. Do you, do you feel it's given you a better or worse understanding of the laws, Joe, as a fan? Well, to be honest, they've modified the laws that much since VAR has been put in place anyway. So when it comes to, obviously, you've got the penalty movement, the keeper's not allowed to, to move off his line, and then that's been heavily overanalyzed, like I say. That's been, and the handball rule, for example, that's been taken out after the Fulham, I think it was a Spurs-Fulham game. When it was a, a legitimate goal, we had his hand by his side, the ball got hit yeah. into his hand, and then they disallowed the goal Whereas if they didn't have VAR in place, it would have just been a perfect legitimate goal. So I think it's a lot of, it's still a lot of trial and error at the minute, but it shouldn't be trial and error because it is at the elite standard where it's used for me. So the reason we got on this topic was obviously the Premier League, as we discussed at the top, the Premier League are obviously, they've been asked for their uh, opinion and they've got to submit improvements. So let's just, Let's just play the scenario that it's not going anywhere. It probably isn't, to be fair. So, Joe, what would you be replying to, to the officials to say, right, this is what I would do. These are my reforms. Personally, I think, like I mentioned earlier, I think it takes the ownership away from the official. So they are heavily reliant on VAR for every single decision now. So for me, I'd strip it back to basics, have it for offside decisions, um, obviously, ball goes out of play, that sort of thing. The handball rule, but again, it is very subjective on that one. So again, you can't get clarity on those decisions. But as soon as you see lines on a pitch with somebody an inch offside taking goals out of a game when the official doesn't give it in, uh, in real play, if you like, for me, I would have kind of like an on-field decision that you see in other sports. So if, it, if a linesman doesn't flag, literally go with the on-field decision if it is that tight. I think rugby do a similar sort of thing, rugby union as well, don't they? A thing that I was going to suggest is, like, get rid of the lines. Like, you make your decision That's without on lines, eye. just on eye. So get yeah. rid of the, the lines altogether. You, as a fourth official, yeah, you can watch it back on your computer screen, but you can do it without the lines. And then it's because I mean, some of it when you like, as you say, somebody's nose airs offside or whatever. I'm like, oh, fuck, like, give it a rest. Honestly, it's ridiculous. Like, perfectly good goals that would, uh, they're just not offside, are they? It is. <laughs> it's taking goals out of the game and enjoyment out of the game. The and what do we watch football for? Goals. So, so what, I, so what I take from this then, Faye, what you're saying, Joe, is, is if it has to stay, so it is going to stay. We just strip it back and make it as simple as humanly possible. So you're literally giving VAR a certain set to stick to. So they only get involved yeah. with a certain... So get rid of clear and obvious, is what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Get rid of clear and obvious. That's a load of, It's just so subjective. Get rid of the, the, the... Obviously, simplify the offside and just make Linos put their, put their flags up again because they've stopped putting the flag. They let the play go on, which is mental because I just think someone's going to get injured. So we go back to, right, these flags up, we're sticking with it. And then we're going to have a look at it. And unless it's, it's absolutely ridiculous and it fails the eye test, like Stubbsy says, then it goes to VAR, effectively. And we just strip it right back. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 
Yeah, one hundred percent. There's that many flaws to it at the minute. I think it needs stripping back until they do get the right technology. Well, thanks for the call, Joe. Really appreciate it, mate. Thanks for joining the podcast. Yeah, no problem at all. Good man. Cheers, Joe. Cheers, guys. Thanks, mate. Take care, mate. Cheers. Call number two, which is Gary from the Talking Shook podcast, which is a podcast I listen to, which is all about the wonderful Leeds United. What's your point, Gary? Uh, yeah, VAR's ruining the beautiful game and any form of football being a, an entertainment sport anymore because you get to the point now where teams score and you spend all your time thinking, yeah, but that nasty computer's going to overturn it here and we're not going to get the goal back. So, yeah, uh, VAR's ruining it for me. Um, we should call the FA sex fingers because whatever they touch, they fuck. How they can get, um, it's, it's, <laughs> how, they, how they can get, how they, how they can get technology that's from 1997 to to decide whether someone's offside or onside, and then even when they do get the technology partially correct, they then decide to use someone's fucking overgrown armpit hair or some as a reason to be offside. Spoiling the beautiful game. I've done a bit of research there. 102 goals or incidents have been affected by VAR this season. Uh, that's up to obviously last week. Um, total overturns using that is 97. There's only five times that the referee's not gone with the VAR. Uh, goals ruled out for that, 29. Um, goals ruled out for offside, 29, 22. And this, this for me, is where there's a problem. There's, there's, there's massive... Um, comp- they're complicating it. They're, they're drawing these fucking jumbo marker lines on the pitch, deciding that, in our case, as a Leeds fan, Elder Costa's knees offside, uh, just because of the thickness of the line. I just, it's killing the game. They need to do something with it and then soon because it's horrific. There was a point made on, on Gary's podcast, but I can't remember who made it now, was it that, that uh, you boys aren't Leeds fans, obviously, but Ellen Road's pretty vociferous and Ellen Road hasn't been in the Premier League for a long, long time. You've, so that first, you've, told, her, you've, you've told us that many a time. Well, obviously. But, <laughs> but when that first one goes against us, I'm not sure, especially if it's late in the game, I'm not sure Ellen Road's going to react and it won't be pleasant. It's all right doing it at the Emirates, where they've just got to put their prawn sandwich down, just have a little go at the lino, but it's going to get nasty. It's going to get nasty at Ellen Road, yeah. telling you. People like you swinging punches, I bet they'll be terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stand up. I can't even get down that far. Don't worry about me. I, I sit in the comfortable seat. There's some nuts. A cup of coffee. Yeah. Put that down and just go. <laughs> The, 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 the thing that annoys me more about VAR is that they can't even draw the fucking line straight. You know, there was a big clamber for technology when we saw these, you know, let's be honest, in the modern game now, like minute decisions can mean the difference between essentially a team going bankrupt. If they've been mismanaged uh, financially and they end up down in the you know pits of the championship, the Premier League, it, it genuinely does mean the difference between a team just parachuting, you know, from the higher echelons of football to obscurity, which we saw with ourselves. Uh, so, you know, there's this big clamour for for technology and we saw it trialled at uh, an international tournament like four years ago or something. Um, I seem to remember it was like African Cup of Nations. I think they were the first ones to trial it. It was a complete fuck up there as well. Uh, I remember watching a game where, um, I can't remember who were playing, there was like the most horrific two-footer challenge you've ever seen, followed by an, another horrific two-footer challenge, followed by like the ball going out for a throw-in. And VAR focused on whether all the ball was over the line. Totally disregarded the two tackles before that would like snap someone's leg off and just focused on the ball. I mean, like, how can we not get this right? All the technology nowadays with drone technology and 3D mapping and all this sort of stuff. Why are we still drawing lines on a on a on a on an iPad with like we we so Microsoft Paint? Like, it mate, is it's like Microsoft Paint. 
Yeah. It is. It's like it's like the game's FIFA 21, but VAR's FIFA 96. Like it's yeah. just it's just a bit like there's so much riding on it. And I also think it has it's had a massive effect on what I believe is a poor standard of refereeing anyway. Because now the on-field referee don't want to make a decision. He basically just lets VAR do it for him. But well, the problem he, he is, knows he, he knows he's got that he's got that safety net and security of well, if I get it wrong, I'll, I'll get rescued, basically. And that's yeah. that's the that's the travesty of it all. It's just like, well, no one's really and that's it's actually making the referees even more scared to make like big decisions because they know they'll get it'll get picked up if they don't do it anyway. The reason we've picked this up to discuss it this week was because we were saying earlier you had the obviously the, the Foden incident, which was talking about refs leaving it. VAR didn't even sort that out. I don't know no. anyone who didn't look at that and go, well, that's a penalty. Cleaned him out. And then less than, was it 24, 40 hours later, you had the Harlan incident. That's the reason we're talking about this, because it's just, you think, oh, that won't be Eclipse this week. That's a massive fuck up. And then two minutes later, they've got, it's worse. It's yeah. just horrendous. It's, it comes, for me, it comes down to one, it comes down to one ref lives, by, lives and dies by the rule book. So the rule book here says that, you know, for, for offside as an example, not the Harlan Foden incident, but offside as an example, uh, any part of your body that can score, you know, um, a goal from, so shoulder, chest, you know, rest of the body that's legal, apart from your arms, obviously, um, counts as a goal. That's in the rule book. So, so they live and die by that. So uh, in our case, going back to Leeds, and I'm heavily Leeds biased because, as I said before we came on, I, I very rarely watch a great deal more than Leeds at the minute. Um, like we've had now um, Elder Costa's knee being offside. Uh, we've had Patrick Bamford's arm being offside, pointing to where he wants the ball to be played. like. How do they? At what point are they going to make people actually make decisions? So I've no problem with going to VAR for a second check, but then why don't VAR look at it and go, okay, so this is the rule: a goal-scoring part can't be offside, blah blah blah. But actually looking at it, Patrick Bamford's leaning in the direction he's about to run. He's getting no sporting advantage from leaning that way and pointing where he wants the ball to go. He doesn't score with that hand; he's just pointing where he wants the ball. So surely, to me, that's common sense. The Foden incident, McCarthy takes him out anywhere else on the pitch with any other player. It's a booking, it's a free kick, whatever else. I was just going to say, actually, I, I think if the Foden incident is anywhere else on the pitch and it goes to VAR, it's a red card. Hinchcliffe yeah, said it wasn't a penalty, by the way. That's, I think you're just about to say that. Guy. Hinchcliffe said it wasn't a penalty. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, but this is, this, is, this is Andy Hinchcliffe and this is another podcast like that. I'm not going to get into because Adam, Adam, you listen pundits. to the talking show and I have, a, I have a real problem with pundits. This is yeah. the same Andy don't, Hinchcliffe. Don't we all? I'm, happy, I'm happy to be proven wrong if I am wrong. This was the same Andy Hinchcliffe when we played Southampton when Bamford got brushed off the ball. He said, um, not all contact is a foul and then spent 15 minutes berating how Teller falling over his own fucking feet was a foul. Pundits, they are pure night. hypocrites. They just fucking yeah. say one thing in one breath and they'll completely go against their own fucking words in the next. It's absolute fucking... Bu- well, it's another element of the game that's really fucking me off at the minute as well because it's lazy as fuck. Yeah. They're so lazy. They don't do any fucking research or work to, to their job. It's, it's outrageous. On offsides, with the, talking about the lines and things, it's already flawed because naturally the defender's going one way because he's trying to he's getting out, and the, and the attacker's going the other way. So you you're already asking. You don't well. Firstly, you don't know when the ball rotates. You don't know when it's actually they've got the correct shot. You know when it's actually left the foot, and then you're always going to have that crossover of one going one way because no one's going the other way. So you're always going to have that, and they don't seem to have thought about. It's that. fucking. Fi- 
it's physics at the end of the day, isn't it? It's momentum. Like, so they've given themselves no. What, what no more leeway. can you do to fucking? But they've given themselves no get out, no leeway. No, okay, look, it needs to be daylight. It needs to be just the feet. It needs to be this. It needs to be... They've just gone. No, no, we're just going to get like Gary's and shit all around and have a look. And even that line's going to be bent. So they've left. Yeah, but what are you looking at? What are you looking at? When when do you draw that line? Because as you've exactly. just said, you don't know. You don't know when the ball's left the foot. Like that could be five, six. I don't really know how it works. That could be a hundred frames difference that they're judging this ruler on. Um, how does that work? When do you, when are you drawing that line? Uh, this yeah. is where my point comes in. Fuck your line off. Get rid of it and get a bloke to sit there and look at a screen with no lines on. And if he yes. reckon, if he can sit there and say, mate, fair enough, that's offside. If it's not offside, he sits there and says, no, that doesn't look offside to me. Let the game go. Carry on. Not offside. Because we all do that yeah. as fans. We all go, oh, that's, that's, that's on that. We're all, and then they, then they get the lines out and you go, oh, actually, it might be off. Well, where's the where's the fun in that? <laughs> but the lines as well. The, li the lines differ from game to game. I swear they're different thicknesses and different colours and fucking all sorts, but which, you know, every different game you watch and you just think, well, there has to be some sort of blanket thing that every single game uses. It's just it's so slapdash, and this that kind of brings me on to like the, the rule changes about the you know something happens one week and, it, and then it gets made a massive song and dance out of it in the media and on social media, and then people go, Oh, actually, yeah, we could alter that, let's tweak that. And then lo and behold, a week later, something happens, and it's like <laughs> as a result of that, something has happened that didn't happen the week before. It's just uh. But why is, why is football different? Why are we not hearing the officials? I know there was a big hubbub about it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Why are we not hearing them? I, honestly, I even, even if you cut in for the decision and cut back out again, like doing the NFL, at, at, least, at least you would hear what's going on. I don't know why they're because, because the officials are that poor now. Nobody knows what the rules are anymore. And they like, can you imagine? They don't even know what decision to make, let alone fucking explain what decision they've just made as well. Like when they, you see like a rugby official or whatever, a rugby referee, and I hate complimenting rugby because I think it's the worst sport in the world. It's absolute top. But the way that the, the officials operate in rugby is absolutely fantastic. And I mean that from the TMO all the way down to the officials on the pitch. They've got it absolutely bob on. And we, we literally, in, in football, could not be further from that if we tried. But if, if you said to a ref, right, you, you've blown your whistle, you've given that, we're going to then chime your microphone in and you're going to say, I don't know, you clicked him, whatever, whatever your decision is. And you, we heard that over the broadcast and then his mic was cut out again. At least you wouldn't be sat there going, what the fuck's he giving that for? At least you would know, bang, he's giving it for that. Whether you agree with it or disagree with it, at least you would know what was going on. And the same with the bar. We should hear that conversation, the bar going, right, I'm just having a look, see if he's pulled him down, blah, blah, blah. No, you're all good. Stay where you're on the field. Like doing every other sport. This is, you do it in cricket. It's every other sport. Yeah. Right. Football's got it so wrong. And it's the most important sport in the world. And you, you've got to get it right. <laughs> There's more money in it. There's more stake in it. There'll be more people care about it. It's the global game. And they've fucked it. And, and, and <laughs> do I have a... Gary, what's your... What, Gary, what's your view? Are you like, leave it in the game but better or are you getting the fucking bin like I am uh, I'm, I, I'm, I was fully in I don't want it um, football it's all about, for me it's all about the 
spontaneous spontaneous nature of it. It's all about the, you know, how many times have you watched a game, you know, be it Lincoln, be it Leeds, where you've gone, ref's had a nightmare here, he'll even it up later on. And he gives a, a dubious penalty or something like that because he's gone in at halftime, he's seen it, he's gone, I fucked up here. And he goes and evens it up. And it, you know, I'm not saying that in the ethical way of football, that's right, but it's what happens. But yeah. now we've got this system that we've all just talked about that don't work. It, 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 it's not even like remotely as good as rugby league, rugby union, cricket, even tennis, stuff like that. We can't get it right. But my, my other side of things, they'll not take it away now because it'll look like a massive yeah. climb down and that they failed. So they've got to improve it. And, and I think your point earlier, uh, Stubbsy, which was get rid of the fucking stupid lines. Just have a person sat there going, yeah, it's on, yeah, it's off. Or, or yeah, it went in, yeah, it didn't go in. What, whatever else. I think I listened to another podcast the other day and they were talking about the goal line technology thing. I don't even get questioned anymore now. How many times you watch a game when it comes down off the, off the line and you go, fucking, I think that we're in. At ref points to his watch and you forget about it. You just get on with it. Yeah. Until yeah. Jamie, Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville like super slow-mo it down and get FIFA graphics and all this sort of shit and ultimately just prove what the technology proves that it wasn't over the line. But like, it's just got to be better. It's if we can all sit here now as four blokes. I mean, I'm a fucking numpty. You three might not be, so I can't speak for you lot. But no, we if are. We can no, sit here def- we no, we definitely are. am. <laughs> if we can sit here on a Monday, one hundred percent is. <laughs> if we can sit here on a Monday morning, say after a, you know a traditional game. I know in COVID that there's just football on all the time. If we can sit there on a Monday and go, how can VAR get that so wrong? You know what I mean? And then it gets used as a way for refs to essentially hide behind for what is ultimately not doing the job. And I know Premier League referees don't get paid the sort of mega money that footballers do, but still get a decent crust. They'll get a, a lot more than, you know, your average working person. And at what point do we stop covering up just shit officially with a system that don't work? It's just a, yeah. it's just a recipe I, for disaster. I meant, and like, I, 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 mentioned I dread it, the time. Sorry, mate. I, I just dread the time going to Ellen Road or any football stadium up and down the land where you've got any sort of like dog in the fight or, you know, your heart's in any of them teams where you score a goal, you celebrate like a lunatic, pick the person up at side of you, throw your eight-year-old up in air or whatever you do, and then it gets shocked off. We're going to end up in a couple of years' time unless they change it, but it's going to go in and we're going to end up waiting two or three minutes just to make sure it's definitely a goal and then celebrate. It's just breaking the game, killing the game. And me. by that time, you've got, you have, you're have you not celebrating here because that moment of passion and like just exploding of just pure happiness that your beloved team just scored... But they'll get it wrong. That's my problem with it. They'll get it wrong because I said, I said earlier, I said earlier, Gary, that the reality is the way the way why it started so poorly is because they're obsessed with letting the referee handle everything. Whereas in other sports, they're happy to hand off that control. So at the at the minute, who are they appeasing by leaving it as it is? I don't know who they're helping. The players don't want it. The managers don't want it. The fans don't want it. So so who who's who are they appeasing? I, don't, I bet the refs don't want it. I bet the I bet the refs would just rather just run the game. Poorly or, or, or well or whatever happens, I bet they would just rather run the game and live and die by it. Because let's be honest, they're not accountable anyway. So they can just run the game. And then if, if back on your earlier point, Gary, that's been a note that if, if referees are so poor, and I, I, I must admit I feel they are as well, the Premier League is the best product in the world. Go and get, go and get your, the professional refs. Go and get something from somewhere else. What does it matter? And then they, we'll make our refs better. You say, right, no, I'm sorry, referees. We're, we're going to bring in this guy, this guy, they did it last year in the championship, bringing that guy over from Australia, bring him over, mm. and then he's still wallowing in the championship. So they're all a UFA, a UEFA accredited. Bring some in. Let's make our game that we've got the best players, the best managers, the best, and the worst refs, apparently. So I don't know. 
I think they just need to focus focus on one thing at a time. Like they focused on goal line technology, and fair play to him, they absolutely nailed it. Like that worked. So let's just let's just say the next thing we're going to we're going to scrap VAR is not involved in anything but offsides, and we're just all is VAR is going to focus on is getting the offside decision right. And when we've got that right, and when we've got that product right, and we've got something that works and is consistent, and everyone's happy. We'll then move on to, let's say, handball, and we'll get that right, and we'll introduce that as a step-by-step thing. At the minute, you're trying to, like VAR is trying to accommodate every single law in the game. It's it's impossible, which is why they're having to change the laws all the time, is because they don't fit with the VAR that that's in place. It's just ridiculous. Just give yourself the best possible chance. Break it down. Do one thing at a time. Let's get that right, and then let's move forward. That's my viewpoint. To equate the offside rule to rugby league, which the forward pass in rugby league, that's done what like you say, Stubbsy. That's done by the eye. The eye goes, yep. no, no, look forward to me. It's to, what, yeah, but they've, they've even like the, the pundits and stuff in in super in the super league. They don't even bring the lines and that on the screen. No, they they just give it a Leave quick it. glance. They've got some bloke that goes, no, nah, mate, not forward. Crack on, or yeah, that's forward. They understand it's subjective. And I think football fans understand. And now it's been proven that it's subjective. But there, there could be a handball now. We could all be watching the same game and all four of us could have different opinions on that handball. Because football's subjective. I think, I think for me, the thing is, um, is it's, for me, VAR should be used to eliminate human error. So, the, the, you know, the penalty type thing, you know, the ref is not in a good position to see it. Someone's in his way. Someone's blocking his view. Something like that. Right, I can't make a decision. VAR, have a look at it from another angle because I can't see from where I am. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm off at play. Whatever else, you know, I can't see it. Same with an offside. Uh, right, Lino, um, you know, could you could you see where you were from where you were? That he was offside. No, I couldn't be sure. I weren't keeping up with play. Right, let's have a look at VAR. One person with a mark, mark one eyeball from a better angle without drawing lines goes, yep. Yeah, from my point of view, he's on. Right, play is on. Yeah, yeah. love that. For me, it can't be any simpler than that. You know, it, it shouldn't not, be used for every minutiae. No, it shouldn't be used for every minutiae. It should be that thing of, you know, like I said, you know, fair enough if they want the ref to give what he thinks on the pitch. So if he thinks, for our example, the Southampton game at Ellen Rowe when Teletext had died, you know, fair enough for the ref to say, I want someone else to have a look at it. But to start drawing lines and stuff on it, this is where the, then the technology is set up to fail because technology ain't good enough. To, to do what they wanted to do. So therefore, do away with the lines, like Stubbsy said, and just have another look at it from another angle and make a, make a decision like you would on the pitch and actually assist the ref in doing the job rather than essentially having two separate referees, one that's useless on the pitch and one that's just useless with a computer. And there also needs to be a culture change within the playing um, fraternity as well. That you know, I, I said to my, my son's 11 and he plays football and... Um, I hear him regularly on a Saturday and a Sunday uh, vocalise to the referee, he's got it wrong and he didn't touch him. And I always said to him, I said, is he going to change his mind because you're shouting at him? No. Well, shut your mouth and just get on with the game. Yeah, you've had a tough decision. Next time it might go in your favour. And I know, but the problem is the culture in, particularly the Premier League football, is that the players can talk to the refs however they see fit, call them whatever. And then the FA had a great opportunity to try and start stamping this out with the incident with Darren Drysdale and Alan Judge where he pushed him and pushed him and pushed him to the point where he reacted. And the FA punished the ref, Mm. which basically just says to the players, you can do and say what you want, 
to the ref and he's got to take it. You know, like let's if the the poor for me across the, in the entire leagues, the poor, the the officials are poor uh, from a refereeing point of view. So VAR should supplement and help them in their job. But at the minute it doesn't. The poor referee hands it over to the poor VAR official with the poor system. It's just it's so flawed. Like it, it I just I can't see our rugby league, which you know the the money in rugby league is incredibly you know far um, inferior to what's in Premier League football. And they can get touch, you know, tries. They can get ball out. They can get it right. Thanks for joining us, Gary. Thanks for calling, buddy. Really appreciate it. Top man. Top man. No worries, Gary. Keep up the good work, lads. Take it easy. Caller number three, Jim Ogden. What do you want to say, Jim? Well, with VAR, I'm sort of pretty much on the fence with well, it. Why was it brought in, brought in in the first place? Why do you think it was brought in in the first place? To correct errors. Well, what kind of errors? Now, I, what I was wanting from it was to stop cheating, blatant cheating. That's what I wanted. I also wanted the goal, like uh, Lampard scored in the Euros, to be recognised, so we went through. So Yeah. Well, they've solved one of those. Goal on technology's clearly solved that one. And, and I think to... Really? A has, has it, though? Well, Sheffield United. And one mistake in, what, 10,000? I mean, yeah, it was a shit mistake, but it was one, one in 10,000. You, you, you put VAR together with that, you wouldn't, you, you'd get that problem. You, you, you'd, you wouldn't have that problem. You'd get through that. And well, VAR, VAR should have stepped in there, and that's another problem with VAR. Should have, VAR could look at that, but there's no reason VAR can go, that's over the line, and then send that to the referee, and then say, right, we'll investigate goal line technology at half-time, but for now, let's get the decision right. And it didn't. It didn't correct that error. And as for diving... I think to a certain extent it has it has helped with diving. I think, I think it has helped. In my opinion, I think it, I think it has helped. Do you not? But do you not think it's highlighted um, the players trying to con the referees? Well, so okay. a, a player leaves a leg in, a play, and you often hear the commentators saying, "Oh, he was clever there. He felt contact and went down, so it's a penalty." I don't want to see that. Well, maybe it's maybe, maybe it's two sides of the same coin. Then maybe you've got the fact that I'm maybe I'm I'm wrong in saying it solved it because it's looking for contact, and then you've got the likes of Jack Grealish that will just go into the box. And I've actively seen defenders backing off now because they know anything, and he's gone, which is cheating. That's, I mean, I've done a single up Jack Grealish, but it's just so maybe you're right. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's it's making them die because they know they'll get it. They'll hundred percent get it because as soon as Vargas right contact, bang penalty. Regardless of the, yeah. this is one of, like it's a beautiful part of the game that you're taking away. I don't like. I'm not just a, a football fan that loves seeing attacking football. There's nothing I love seeing more than a a, a centre half flying in from and winning winning a ball that he certainly should never win. It's one of the greatest things in football, isn't it? A big tackle. How often do you see a big tackle now? But then well, when not. you do see them, the the crowd is absolutely mental for it. But I suppose a VAR. A person that likes VAR would say, "Yeah, that's fine. You time it right. There's no problems because you'll get the well, ball." Well, it's not because any anything slightly dubious, and you're getting binned, aren't you? If you get the ball, that VAR won't give it. Any, I mean, we saw that the week with the um, Ariola, Ariola goalkeeper one against Sheffield United. He's polaxed him, but because he got a toe on it, and that it was it was counterproductive because you look at it, you think, well, "That's a penalty. It's a penalty." He's cleaned him out. No, got a touch on it within the laws. No, cleaned him out. Actually, cleaned them out. Well, this is another thing as well. The VAR isn't a computer technology, it's another human looking at it, interpreting it as well. 
I, I think that the refs needed help initially because they were getting hammered. How many times did we leave games? Um, we're just com complaining constantly about the referee and dogs abuse. Sometimes it's warranted, obviously, but other times you go back, watch your match of the day or on the TV later, and you say, I actually was right. But the ref gets absolute pelted. Hot and Far came in to help them a little bit as well, help them out. But it, it hasn't worked out that way, I don't think. This, this might be me just remem remembering it romantically, but I, I, my, my gut tells me that by half 10, I've stopped saying, I can't believe I missed it. But I, I'm really, really struggling with VAR because they can watch it back. They can, it isn't a case of, oh, we just missed it in the end. It's human error, let's just deal with it. They can watch it back. And I'm really struggling with that aspect. Of, you can see it, the Phil Foden one, how do you not give that as a penalty? How? In, in I have no idea. I have no idea. The, 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 the interpretation by the Stockley Park idiot, I believe, is he's took the ball first. But where in that is the he's taken the man as well? I don't know. I think it needs a reform. I think it needs looking at again, Var. I don't think binning it off is the right, the, the right idea. I think we've come too far, partially down the right way, where you're getting the right decisions. You've got to remember as well how valuable this is to clubs. I mean, how much is a place worth now in the Premier League in between each position? Well, let's build on that, Jim, because you're, you're the only person we've had so far that wants reform. So in, in terms of, I'll just put an argument against that and then just, just from a pure sporting uh, fan thing, nothing else, just fan. That, that moment of four minutes of the celebration, the bar check, the either the boo or the or the cheer, depending on what they decide. I don't want that. I'm happy to glance at the lino, look at the ref who's sprinting back, and happy days. And that four uh, minutes, whatever it is, is taken away from me. That's that's my argument against it. Before removing the immediate passion after a goal, because we're going to be looking at eventually notice that the flag's gone up on the other side, and we calm down again. And you say four minutes. I don't think it's four minutes. The average time for VAR is 84 seconds. I think. Feels a lot longer, I must admit, and it's going to feel a hell of a lot longer uh, when the tiger's cold in my hand. It's going to feel a damn sight longer when we get back in the ground as well, because we haven't experienced it yet, and I'm not looking forward to it. No, I'm not looking forward to that deflation. So we started this chat, Jim, because the Premier League are getting asked to, to give their feedback on reform. What would your reform uh, solutions be? Ex-players. Ex-players know what players do to gain an advantage and um, hide stuff from the referee or play the ref. Uh, Ex-players in Stockley Park, I would probably go for. Right. Whether an ex-player ex wants to do that because the reputation that referees get and the stick he'll get afterwards, it'd be, be a brave lad, but I think his ex-players should be in there. Just for the listeners thing, me, Stubbsy and Dan were all nodding then when, when Jim's going, we didn't make a noise, but we were all nodding when he said play. <laughs> We definitely agree. And, and, and with we, we, what you're saying there, though, Jim, like whether you'll get players to do it, like you pay them the right money. Like well, this is the this is the richest league in the world, mate. Like you pay anyone the right money, they'll do it. The, the precedent has never been set, I don't think, because the, the referees association. I've asked for ex players to come forward and referee, and I don't think they've seen one of them. So the appetite from players isn't there. Uh, I agree financially in, in, incentivize them. I think, I think honestly, I think it's a brilliant idea. I genuinely, if you can put, you're right, an ex-pro who's well played and, and given enough money to make it viable and, and worth doing, 
stick him at Stockley Park next to the referee to give that instant fo footballer's eye. That's a brilliant shout. I'd be all over that as part of a reform item. All over it. And then the next part of the reform then would be the lines on the pitch that they draw. Those wonky lines that catch your armpit hair offside. I'd have a tolerance. So what would the tolerance be? What would you do? I'd let the professionals work that out because of frame rates and things like that. Would you not just simplify it and say uh, if there's a gap, if there's if there's a if, if it's like like said, the experts can probably work out the exact maths of it, or would you say right, it's daylight, it's daylight. If there's daylight, bang, you're offside. I think it's more complicated than that. Uh, I think the pressure from uh, football clubs is going to be immense on this as well because of the financial implications of results and decisions. I think they want they being the the powers that be wanted more goals in the game. Uh, this has denied that at the moment. The way it's running at the moment, the, uh, the more goals in the game is, is not working. More are being ruled out than being let in. Well, level isn't onside anymore, which was news to me when that happened to us. So level isn't onside anymore. So because they, it can't be because they're not they're not giving it. So you're saying there, and you're right about goals. We want, want goals, so level is onside. And what are you doing with that stupid line? Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's it's exhausting as a fan, isn't it? I don't think I've seen the laws change during a season like it has this season. Yeah. No, it's outrageous. They normally have to wait to the end of the season because we spoke about it earlier, the, the magic goal against Spurs that was disallowed, they changed it and then there was a dire handball for Spurs the week after which, you know, and, and that that could potentially be the difference between, you know, Fulham staying up or Fulham going down. And But, but because they changed the rules during the season... You know, it's it, I, Fulham fans would argue that that's extremely unfair on them if it, if at the end of the season that happens to be the amount of points they go down by. The thing, the yeah. thing with handball was, and this is what I, this is what this is why I think I struggle with what they decide. Is it is in the summer? It was laid down. It was nice and clear. If it hits your hand, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a penalty. And that happened at the start of the season, and they've got oh, we're wrong course with so many handballs. And then, like we say, they, they changed it and they made it more complicated. Now, I'm not saying one's right and one's wrong. All I'm saying is at the start of the season, at least it was clear. But it hits your hand, it's handball, there's a penalty. I know there was thousands of them, but at least you knew the law. And then they tweaked it. Why? We saw this before it happened. We were saying that players are going to be lining up at the edge of the box, shooting at players to hit them in the arm so they can get a penalty. But I don't think they will. I think that was just people like Robbie Savage saying that. I don't think that's true. I mean, honestly, I don't, because it's hard to do. I don't, your first thing is to score, isn't it? It's the first thing is to score. So, so if it just happens to hit your hand, but what, what, what the straw that broke the camel's back was the, back was the Eric Dyer one, because everyone felt that was outrageous and unfair. So that was it. They tweaked it. Premier League went, no, we're not having this anymore. We're, we're meeting with the officials and we're tweaking it. But we're seeing players who can manipulate and try and con the referee with certain things. It's not that far out of the realms of possibility that you've got a, a, a wall of players in the 18-yard box. They're, they're going to take the free kick straight at the player and stick their hands up and say, handball ref. Yeah, but they do that anyway. They just claim for it. But they get, get a penalty for it. That's why I think they, they changed the laws. If that's what the law was, and if it was, I mean, it's gone now, so it doesn't think it'll ever come back. If it was nice and simple. But the, 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 the magic one is interesting because... They haven't changed it enough. So they've left that rule in that if it hits your hand and leads to a goal, no goal. They left it. They didn't touch that bit. They just changed the defensive 
handball. So they tweaked that and it had to be outside of your body and it had to be a certain distance. They tweaked one but left the other. This is where you've got to look at people like IFAB and say, you're not doing the game a good enough service. You're not, you're not looking at everything. You're not, it's not thorough. It's, it's, it's ad hoc. And I don't, they're being paid a lot of money to get these laws right and get it right for the most expensive leagues in the world, yet they're still not getting it right. And that, that, that doesn't sit well with me. What, what I believe they did was they looked at it halfway through a season and unprecedented, they changed it. Again, it's just displaying the appetite that they want to uh, change the laws. And I think they should do with VAR. At the end of the at the end of the season, it just shows there's a groundswell to make that happen. But they're not proactive; they're reactive. So they, they reacted after the Dyer one and changed it, and now they've reacted after the um, the Major one. Yeah, granted, it's not till July, but they're reactive, not proactive. I think the two main my, the two main points that I think that we should use are a get rid of the lines and b get rid of any slow motion. Like it has to be in real time. Yes. They're my two, the two things that I would I would get get rid of. Get rid of slow-mo cameras and all that nonsense. It has to be in real time and get rid of the lines. You can make it you can make anything look like handball if you slow it down enough, really, can't you? That, that's what it seems like anyway. They just seem to, you know, oh well it is definitely handball. Yeah, but you're playing to fucking 200 frames a second. Like this is how absurd it is, somebody, to, to prove your point. That elbow red card for Suchet a couple of weeks ago, that was because they slowed it down. He lifted his arm up over the guy's head and just caught him. Yeah. Slowed it down to make it look horrific. Love it. Thanks for coming on, Jim. We really appreciate your input, buddy. Thanks for calling. Oh, thank you. Top man. Thanks, Jim. Top man, mate. Thanks, mate. Right. Caller number four. Sharpie, go. Now then, boys. So basically, over the weekend, Spurs v Arsenal, Arsenal, Tottenham. I just thought the referee made a bit of a howl of the VAR, um, and obviously, I don't know who the referee was or the or the, the guy in Hazy Pasley Park or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> that, yeah, that's horse. it. No, I mean <laughs> Paisley Park's running in the stairs early oh, in Cheltenham on Thursday, mate. Yeah, the site. <laughs> So that's why I've just been looking at the Cheltenham uh, Cheltenham race cards before I came on it. Now I just feel that like referees at the start of the season were told to make a decision quick. No, no, sorry, they're taking so long uh, with the VAR. They're taking so long to make decisions. So now they've sort of changed that, making quick decisions based on um, the previous like at the start of the season to, to hurry it up. Um, I just feel like in I know you don't like rugby talking in this podcast. No, it's shite. Like in, shite, yeah. New Zealand rugby, they've brought on the new sort of it's basically given a bit more control of the players that have a captain's referral. So if you feel like it's something's just completely wrong, or the, the referee just got it completely wrong at that moment, they could have one in a game where they can actually say, look, oh, stop the clock or something like that, and then just have a look and obviously do it in cricket. I just thought it was a worthwhile discussion with you boys to say, captain's referral, what do you think? I absolutely love the idea. Just to move referral. away from where from where we are now. Yeah, just one referral. One referral per team. A captain gets to have a crack and just say, like, there's something... Abs- At the end of the day, we bring, we bring VAR in to get rid of a big, glaring, obvious mistake. A player knows when something ain't right, generally. You can see by the way that the players react. 
Like, we're not bothered if somebody's toenails offside and all the rest of it. You've only got one referral. And I think that's a great... like that. Yeah, it would get rid of that horrible error. That's that's all we don't want. We don't want this, oh, yeah, his, his nose error was offside, unfortunately, so that, that no longer counts. We just want all the crap errors out, don't we? I love that, Sharpie. Great idea. Well, yeah, full of great ideas, me, Carl. <laughs> Here is keep them coming. Also, <laughs> while I'm on, I'm just going to let it go. Quick one. Um, we've, we've, had the, we've had the conversation on Gillette Soccer Saturday. Oh, my God, what a shambles. I can't <laughs> stand it. Glenn yes. Johnson. Right, Lee Hendry this weekend. Dreadful. Clinton Morrison, clown. Glenn Johnson, yet again, I'm going to mention him. He stuttered it over the line. I thought I was bad. And he is shit. I'd rather watch Garth Crooks on the final score on 4.30, last 20 minutes, than actually watch that Gillette Soccer Saturday. I think it's crap. All the good ones are on Paddy Power adverts now. Got rid of them all. They're all on I Paddy just, Power. I mean, that, it's just so much better out there. I mean... Oh, it's just shocking. And I'm sick, I'm sick to death of it. And they got rid of ev- all the old blokes who actually everyone liked. Personality, I, man. I, I, too much personality. That's your problem. Yeah. And I just got, you can, oh, it's just dreadful. I'm just, I'm just a bit over it. And now I watch, think that's half the problem. Did you watch BT Score, that, the alternative? It's equal yeah. shit. Yeah, they all sit down there and cr- like Chris Sutton as well. Fast oh, what a mate. joke of a man. He is such a bell <laughs> Anyway, just a bit of a hellfire on that one. Anyway, well, yeah. you, you took grenades in sharp. You fully boost, mate. Get off yeah. your chest. Well, yeah. no, isn't it? Oh dear. But yeah, that's um. But on the caption and referral from what I came on here to talk about, um, I thought it just it's just a good idea, isn't it? Just uh. I like I it. Know, it's yours, more... so yeah. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> what do you reckon, DT? I'm with you, mate. I'm, uh, I'm How many would you have, you. DT? Are you just one a game, two a game, sort of way? Because no, like, with that? You, you have to like look at it from a. Obviously, they've got the different referral systems in different sports, and you've got like three per innings in the cricket. Obviously, you're only playing a ninety-minute football match, so I would say that you you'd probably max it at two. Um, it'd be one or two, I think. I don't think you could go any more than that. Although a lot more happens in, you know, there's a lot more decisions happening in a game, I suppose, to to warrant. Through. I don't know, really. It's it's a different. How many one. clear it's... and obvious errors, though, is there a game? Like, I don't. I think one is fine because I don't want it to get to a point where every thirty seconds yeah. the captain's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Review that. The, the idea is that we're, we're simplifying VAR, isn't it? So we want it yeah. to kind of reform it if you like but actually doing yeah bringing a referral in for the captain I think you probably yeah one or two is probably your limit I would say because if you if you if like I say if you go any more than that then you you end up stopping it as much as you are doing with VAR anyway does it matter I mean, what does it matter though? what do you mean well if they challenge it say the captain challenges it they're still going to yeah. get it wrong anyway. They've been getting it wrong all seasons. It doesn't make a difference if, if it's VAR, if it's challenge. If they still can't... If you think it's a blatant handball, it's been booted at him like the manager incident and the one side goes, right, what he's looking at. And they just go, no. Not. Well, it's like using the sort of thing that like, like referring back to the cricket thing. So the captain's got a review 
the captain goes up to the referee and says, look, mate, I want to review that. I think that was offside. They then check the offside. That's what they're there to check. Or like in the cricket, like you're reviewing the LBW or you're reviewing the bat pad, like that get that gets stated. I just think that that's, that's a great angle in for me. Like the captain comes up and says, mate, that's a blatant handball ref. Why, I want to review that. The ref then sends that upstairs. The fourth official or whatever it is at Stockley Park checks it over. No, you're all right, mate. That wasn't handball. Let's crack on. I'd go one Job step done. further. I, if I, if I, if it would be the manager that would have the challenge, right? Because they look at everything anyway. So they're looking at all offsides. I would then, as the manager, be allowed to go over with the referee to that screen and say, no, that, that is what I'm looking at. Like the, that glove incident in India. That is what I'm looking at. That, that, or I want that specific thing looking at. I want it looking at again. That's why my flag's gone out or challenge, whatever you, that yeah, Even as a referee, but I think there'd need to be a time limit on it. So you'd just say like, you can review something with, yeah. Within the last twenty Within, seconds or yeah, whatever yeah. you decide well, I to do. I think that's what they do. That's what they do in. Um, You've got ten seconds or fifteen seconds in cricket, aren't you? I think if I'm right in say I mean, fifteen got, in cricket, isn't it? They've got their analysts in the stand anyway, looking at everything. They've even got. I mean, Old Trafford, Solskjaer's got an iPad next to him. He checks the fans. He's yeah. got enough time to go right. I want that looking at. But, it's, but the problem is they're looking at it anyway. So you've got to have another device to make sure they look at whatever they want looking at. It's, it's, I think I like that more, to be fair, with the with the manager going to the fourth official for the review, because then you don't necessarily have to stop the flow of the game, because the referee, the manager can go to the fourth yeah. official and say, look, mate, I'm not happy with this passage of play just here. Can you look at this? Um, they have to make it official, obviously, like an official review, like they have in the cricket with the... him in his earpiece. This is being reviewed. Yeah, and just say, oh, yeah, but and that's it. Um, we're using our one review just here. Can you let us know what the outcome is? If there's something dodgy, then then the fourth official buzzes the ref, say, look, mate, come look at this, job done. And that, I think, eradicates a lot of the issues that we've got. You could even go further and put one of them at Stockley Park. So for every game, you send an official to Stockley <clears> Park who's in the, on, on the earpiece to his own manager that he's reviewing, and they look at it at VAR in another room. It's, it's, it's 2021. There's loads of options. Technology. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm also yeah. thinking. If I mean VR, if it just if it is sustained, obviously it just it keeps the same. Well, we're just going to have to give the officials more time to get it right. Do you know what I mean? I feel like we're just pushing it quick, quick, quick. Get you get the game. Which I know people want to get the game going, but I think we want to give them a bit more time to make sure they actually make the right decisions. Um, in my opinion, um, but like you say, it's, I mean, and also like when you, it's like, it's also like Jamie Vardy's got his uh, shoulder. I mean, he doesn't intend to score with his shoulder. I mean, it's, it's, it's his head or his feet, isn't it? It should be in the offside position. It, that's what's offside. When they get the arrows out and put your shoulder, I mean, really, I mean, he's turning, he's turning into goal. So he's always going to be leaning that way, and his, his shoulder is obviously going to be one of the furthest points away from him. I don't know. I think the overriding feeling on VAR and what's come out of all these really decent chats is the reality is they rushed it through, and it, it isn't ready. So what you're seeing yeah. now is an half-baked cake, and it's just shit, and it's just it's not ready. They've, they've got all the technology in the world, not using it. They've got all the time in the world to get it right, they're not doing it. They've got all the money in the world, they're not using it. They've just rushed it through. With with bad laws and bad bad officiating to get to the wrong decision 
And it's just, there's a massive spotlight on this now because we're not missing a game. We're actually, we're watching more sport now than ever before, especially we've all sat on our asses. We're watching more football and there's just a massive spotlight on it. And it isn't good. It isn't a good look. Thanks for calling, Sharpie. Appreciate your input, buddy. No problem anytime. Cheers, Sharpie. Class, mate. Yeah, top man. Cheers, Cheers mate. See you later. You have been listening to what ended up being a vast special of Gone Off on a Tangent. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll catch you next time. I've been Adam Stocks. He's been Dan Taylor. Good night. And he's been the little fella called Carl. Good night. God bless. Everyone enjoy Cheltenham. Lose loads of money. Ta-ta for now. Shameless